You're live. You're live. I'm a, I am alive. Uh, guys, if you are looking at uh, my shirt, this is merch, new merch for Two Hot Takes. Now, I ask, since this is Father Knows, why do we not have merch for Father Knows? We're getting there. You know, your your audience is growing to where I think you could maybe drop a t-shirt. So I went online just before and I said, I really want to do socks. You should do socks. Well, we're, you know, at Two Hot Takes, we have some some socks dropping. They say no free feet picks. We have uh, this amazing surf design with the let's dive in. And I already spilled on it because I'm a messy eater. So don't look at mine. But there's a lot of options. And if you're on the Father Knows Something Patreon or the Two Hot Takes Patreon, you also get a special discount code um, just as our appreciation. But uh, the link is going to be in the description. Wait, and- wait, wait, wait. I got to understand. You get a special discount code for for Two Hot Takes shirts. Yeah, for if you're on the Father Knows Patreon. But I want them to have Father Knows. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, you promise? Eventually. Yeah. And if any of you guys actually have any ideas for some of the things that might want to go in socks, mm. I would love for you to share it because I'm going to pay attention to this because I am going to design. I've been talking about this since the inception of Father Knows and the and and in what we were doing with socks. So Yeah. yeah. So I would really like all my kids out there to uh, to to feed it in, feed it in. Let's see what we got. Okay. Uh, another little different change for this uh, this night. What makes it different than all other nights? Uh, Morgan said, "Dad, you're picking the stories." So typically, I never get to know the stories before the readings, but tonight I picked them, and it's now Morgan and Justin. They are going to have to just live with what I picked. And yeah, we have no idea what any of these stories are going to be. There's a um, theme. You, there is a theme that I kind of helped you with. Yes, you did. It's making moves. Making the move. Oh, making the move. Making moves. Okay. It could be making the move or just making moves. I think I gave you the task of love and relationship stories. I had to give you kind of some parameters. Uh, let's see how I Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited to see how this goes. It was very nice, you know, taking some some weight off of me and Justin today. Uh, well, How's uh, your back feel from carrying the I team? I was okay with it, but, you know, the last time I tried this, I got in trouble. So I was very <laughs> reluctant to, uh, to, to go dive in and do this. So, guys, look, I'm not promising I got the, the stories. I wanted to represent a little bit of everything. So, um... Let's see how we do. Okay. Any thoughts down there? Are you scared? Are you excited? What are you feeling? I'm excited. I'm just sick of this leaf on my head. Yeah. Scoot towards me. Heck with it. <laughs> this is chaos. Guys, we're going to dig in. Ready for story number one? I'm ready for number one. Okie dokie. I'm a 32-year-old female and I would love to meet my hot neighbor. I work from home, which is why I've seen him. I'm just minding my own business until I see something in the peripheral of my work from home desk. He is the most gorgeous guy I've ever seen. I want to ask him out. I want to ask him out, but how can I not be creepy? I want to knock on his door and say, hello, I'm blank. I'm your neighbor. I've seen you around and you're incredibly handsome. Can I take you out on a date sometime? But that's crazy. I don't know how to go about this or how to just let it go. Schedule wise, we are like passing ships in the night and I'm sure he doesn't know I exist. How do I approach my neighbor? Well, next time when you're looking through your window and he's getting undressed, <laughs> take a flashlight and start flashing it. Oh my God. I mean, seems like it. I think what you probably uh, could even do, I mean, you're a neighbor. Why don't you get a cup of sugar and uh, say, nice to meet you, neighbor. I'm bringing you a cup of sugar. I got one even better. I can't wait. Two hot takes. We got a, we got a real famous carrot cake recipe. 
I think you got to make some carrot cake and do little cupcakes so you can go around to all the neighbors because you have to make it, you know, not obvious. And you go to every neighbor and you say, hi, neighbors, unless you live in an apartment complex of 300 people, then maybe just hit the vicinity. But you say, hey, you know, I don't know a lot of you guys. I wanted to make some carrot cakes. Here you go. But Justin, Justin's got a look on his face. I feel like he might have some ideas. If I were single and just chilling at my house, doing my thing, I would love if the hot neighbor next door came and was like, hey, <laughs> let's do this. I'd be like, right now? Sure. So it's like, I would just go for it. I like the sugar idea because it, you know, it's like you're playing into it or the the cake. I don't think you have to make a cake for everybody. For all your, I mean, I would just, all your neighbors. I would say no, welcome I mean, if neighbor. there's like a small little complex of like three people. Yeah, we usually do that when someone moves in. Like that's a mm, new that's neighbor. True. If they've been there forever and all of a sudden you're just like, you know what? I'm inspired. I'm going to say hi to every neighbor. I'm just trying to give everyone it'd be nice, an, an excuse. It'd be nice, but it'd be different. <laughs> I would just go cake. for it. Also, I love the saying, like passing ships in the night. Mm. I haven't really heard that, but that's that's a good one. I'm going to use that. I think this would be very flattering, though, if you do it in the right way and just be like, hey, like, I've seen you around. Would you want to grab drinks sometime? Like, you don't have to go above, Baby steps. like, over the top and be like, yeah. I thought you were so handsome and I'd love to take you out on a date. Just drinks or they might scare somebody. coffee. Well, and I feel like sometimes, and maybe if this was the reaction, you wouldn't want him anyways, but I feel like some guys can feel, like, a little emasculated and that can, like, mess with them if you're the one making the first move so honestly the sugar might be the best play i think it's easy and i think and and, and if you actually said hey we're neighbors i'd love to go you, know, you want to go out and have drinks one night or invite them over for you know for cake and coffee say come on over i'd like to know my neighbor or just conveniently be outside yeah at mm. a certain time naked uh, okay okay <laughs> let's reel it in a little bit but i think being outside honestly like that's the most be, natural well, and if you kind of know a schedule, as weird as it is, we're getting a little you, Joe Goldberg, know here, maybe. Know his schedule. She knows what underwear brand he oh wears. Oh, my God. <laughs> she did not say that. But I think you could, like, take, like, a little bit of your work outside and, like, get some yeah. vitamin D and then, hi, neighbor. Or get a new puppy. Oh, well. That attracts all. That's an aggressive move. A new well, puppy no, well, the a new date. puppy is a way that he is going to. If you'll find out real quick if he has any interest in you, because he'll make it a, an additional play to come see the new puppy and talk to you. What if he's a cat guy? Nobody is not a puppy person. You're not bringing a cat. Like it nobody, doesn't work that way. <laughs> nobody is not will not respond if 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 he actually even sees it. Notice has noticed her. She will know quicker when she brings the puppy because now he has an excuse to bridge that. Yeah. She's actually set the trap. I think I'm going to say, I think the sugar is the best bet. Non-committal, casual. You can never go wrong with a cup of sugar or Um, a spoonful of sugar. I know there's got to be some listeners out there that have been in a situation that's similar. So tell us how you approached it. And tell us how you married them. (laughs) (laughs) Because we know it worked. See, when they started dating... Yeah. How do you choose whose house you're going to go to? Um, Who takes whom home? Lauren dated her neighbor for a while. They'd switch off. But would it be like, oh, I forgot something in my place. Yeah. Be right back. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's so easy. Yeah. And he did have a puppy. So she was over there a lot too. That was almost us here, potentially. Oh, I know. For a while you thought about moving into the building. That would have been weird. I think it would have been really nice. Well, it would have been convenient, but weird in the sense we that it would have been no like- We have no idea how things would have rolled. You just don't know. Things could have had a whole different- Yeah. Jerry would have been coming over every day. Oh, God, he would have- Hey, guys, feet. what are we up to today? <laughs> <laughs> okay, are we ready for the next one? Uh, number two. What number? Two. Hello, FKS fam. I got to be honest. I never thought I would have anything to write about, but here we are. I, 29 female, and my boyfriend of two years, 31 male, broke up about a week ago. We had a really solid relationship and still love each other deeply, but he was having a mental block when it came to thinking about the future, and he had lost a lot of drive when it came to his career. I know that he was just in a funk and that he did, in fact, have drive, but if he couldn't see a future with me, I didn't want to have to beg him to see one. He felt that he had to work through his problems alone— without being in a relationship with anyone. So we parted ways. 
After a really tough couple of days, he reached out and said he had made a mistake, that he does see a future with me, and he was just overwhelmed. He acknowledged he still has a lot to work on from childhood trauma and digging into the issues that caused this block. After discussing everything and explaining what I would need to go into this relationship again, what I expect, and how we go about addressing these concerns should they come up in the future, and we have decided to work through this and mend our relationship. Now, where the real need for advice comes in. When I told my mom he reached out and wanted to talk through things, she was not happy and said that she had hoped that I would have really broken up with him way before, that he didn't have any drive, didn't like to work hard, and that if he really wanted me, he would have made it crystal clear from the beginning. She is a big believer of when you know, you know, which I somewhat agree with and somewhat don't. I said I hear where she's coming from, and I want to gather all perspectives to make the best decision for myself. Since we have decided to work it out, my boyfriend has even called my dad in order to give him his point of view and what he has realized. While I haven't been told the specifics of the conversation, I can assume, based on my boyfriend's reaction, that it didn't go exactly how we had thought, and my dad was always the one who was on his side, and they had a good relationship. I feel like my parents don't trust me to know what is best for myself, and I feel like they have a really skewed perception of my boyfriend. Our relationship has had excellent communication, and we are both very growth-minded, which is why I knew that he was just going through a tough time, being in his 30s and realizing he isn't where he wants to be career-wise. I would love your perspective on this situation, as I'm torn between continuing to build the future and relationship my boyfriend and I see for ourselves, or... Do I heed my parents' warnings and take more time to focus on myself and try to find someone more established? Ideal that my boyfriend is able to follow through on the changes to make our relationship stronger so we can move forward and my parents are open-minded and accepting of this. Additional, one, my parents live in Texas and we live in Los Angeles. Two, my boyfriend and I had previously planned on moving in together and he kept moving back the move-in date, which I admit was incredibly frustrating and disheartening. Three, I'm going to be starting my MBA soon and spending a lot of time doing that and meeting new people. But honestly, the idea of trying to date anyone new sounds awful, especially when I already have a wonderful man that ticks pretty much all my boxes. Four, my boyfriend's childhood is incredibly complex and he never had a great role model for what a solid marriage looks like. So I'm going to start with this. Number one, the relationship is going to be between you and him. I understand that parents have an impact and they and you like to hear what your parents have to say. And you're supposed to get an idea of what their thoughts are. But everything that you do regarding your relationship is between you and him. When you guys were broken up, I want you to reflect back for the moment. What was it like when he was not around? Now, it was only for 22 and a half seconds. I, I, I get that. It wasn't a real long time. But still, you know what you, what you felt when he was not around. That, that's something to take in consideration. It is certainly, um, as you go through life, and obviously he is not substantiated where he is going. He, he doesn't know. He's still lost. It's, this is the time in, in relationships sometimes when you're lost that you work together to find where you can find your success. Now, in the, in the case of you, you had, a, you had all your ducks in a row, you would think, with you know, a doctorate ready to roll forward and start practicing in occupational therapy. We were in a shitty time and a guy over there inspired you and helped you out to get started with a podcast, changed your life. Yeah, as definitely. A, as a couple, you guys tried something and he encouraged you to try something else in that moment, never knowing where it was going to go. Look, he got this show. He inspired it. I mean, you had an idea to do it. I said, there's no way. And he came in and said, nah, you're going to be great. <laughs> and between the two of you, we, we've been doing it. All that, I think that you really should sit down with him and maybe you can find out what he enjoys. I mean, you've been with him long enough. You should know where his passions are and encourage him to go try to find something to do with that would involve his passion because then it's not work. He's enjoying his life on his professional basis and finding that that place. So 
these are all things that help him. And by the way, when he is happy with work, it's going to make your life a lot better because he'll feel good about himself. Mm-hmm. He is having a problem feeling good about himself. And if he doesn't feel good about himself, how does he expect you to feel good about him? Yeah. So there is some dynamic going on here that you guys can figure out. But the most important thing is, how was it when he was not around? And that's what you really have to decide. Do you want to live your life without him? At least right now. Yeah, I I feel like this is kind of ringing like kind of a familiar bell for me. And I feel like you could kind of relate to this guy maybe in in a sense where we would have conversations about the future and you would just say, you know, I'm not really where I want to be or where I thought I would be. So what are, what is your take on this one? My gut instinct is that this is a good thing that this happened because you went through the hard step of, all right, we're going to break up. It's happening. And though it was short in those moments, I'm sure you believed like this is done as well did, you know, as he, I think him going through that leads to you guys being stronger. If we take that path, because there's the, what ifs are satisfied Mm -hmm. where it's not, well, what if I do need to do this on my own? What if I need to try and figure all this out? Like, on my own as him he already went realized nope that's not it i this is my person i want to be with this person do you think so three rem- days is enough though to realize that i mean to it, it depends what the context was when they split mm-hmm. and how it went down if it was like all right i have all my stuff this is goodbye and you went through all that and actually believed like this is it then yeah, I do I do think it could be enough because to get there is hard enough. But besides that, I think your parents need to stay out of it. Mm-hmm. Whoever you choose, sure, your parents don't have to accept, but you know, it's it's your life. And then that becomes an issue with you and your parents, not an issue with you and your your partner. And then beyond all that, I just think this is this could be on the the gut feelings episode because you need to do what you feel in your heart. You already said checks all the boxes and you already have them. So why would you want to like, yeah, I have that same feeling. Imagine going and dating right now. You would just be trying to put everyone together to find what you already had. I, I just have a couple, like, I don't know. I just have a weird feeling about this and They have only been together for two years. So I get, you know, for some people that's that's still very fresh and not the longest of relationships. But I think there's like a couple things he's done that I'm like, "Uh, is he really with you? And like, did he really come back after those three days because he wants to be with you? Or was he scared of being alone? And I think like the other part that kind of made me kind of like step back and I'm like, oh, that's kind of a weird thing is they were planning on moving in together and he kept pushing back the date and pushing back the date and pushing back the date. And it's like, I think like a lot of times, like if he wants to, he will. And I don't, I feel like your mom, like, and the, you know, when you know, you know, that's not always the case. Like feelings grow. But I think like there's some things here that I would be a little cautious of. And I think I would say, let's actually take a break. Like three days is not substantial for you to really work on some things. Let's take a month. Let's not talk for the month and let's reconnect on this date and go get dinner and see where we both are. Because if you think he's your person, then a month isn't going to change anything. And a month could be huge for him. Mm -hmm. And I think if he's serious about being with you and sees a future, then that's like, that's not going to be a hard ask. And then I think like she may have then, the, she may have the hard ask to even want to do that. I don't know. I mean, we haven't got the answer. How did she respond to the first, yeah. you know, three days? And I also look at when you do these things and go through some of these tumultuous moments, it works the muscle and makes you stronger. If you, if you actually no, you know, no relationship is, is the, is the daisy bed. <laughs> yeah. But you also don't want to break up 
get back together. No, break you up, don't. No, get back you together. don't. But so I would really evaluate and say like, hey, let's take a month. Like, and honestly, like maybe couples therapy. Like he he, you know, you say a couple of times like mm-hmm. he's got a lot that he you know from his childhood that really affects him. So I think individual therapy for him would be great, but I think couples therapy would probably be non-negotiable for me if this were me in this situation. I think it's all good. All good. I think that there, and, and more in actually the one who needs the therapy is really him. Yeah. He's got, he's got to get rid of all these skeletons. It was amazing what I saw on uh, the morning show this morning on CBS. They did a show about your, you know, some of the, the demons that haunt you and how psychedelics, mushrooms. Oh, I mean, there's, they're treating, they're yeah. treating us, and it was just a whole therapy thing on it. It was amazing to watch. Did they talk about ketamine? They didn't identify each what? one. What? Okay. But it, that's it's a three-part series. Today was the first show, and it was 4 a.m., and I was working. Jeez. <laughs> well. Morgan was just going to bed. Yeah, yeah literally. Um, Did you turn my TV off last night? No. Oh, it went off by itself. <laughs> Weird. It was really loud. Um, but for those of you that suffer from really, really bad depression, you should look into ketamine treatments because- it is amazing the results that people are having with ketamine. And it's like microdosing. It's it's I guess just magical for people with depression. Uh, I I was it was an amazing thing. So if you want to go uh back and watch those episodes, I'm yeah. sure you can get them especially if you have Paramount Plus and go oh. back back and watch the old ones. Okay, cool. Okay. Number 3. 3. 3. 3. 3. Three. Three. Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) The bear came alive. Hey, Jerry, Morgan, and Justin. I have a question about someone I'm possibly wanting to date. I'm 23, and I'm interning at an inpatient facility, and I go there two days a week to shadow a professional there. It's different every week, whether that be a therapist, patient advocate, court director, etc., Okay, so there's this guy who I've been shadowing, and let's call him B, 32. Yes, I know there's an age gap, but let's just see. Okay, so I immediately meshed with him and joked around with him, and it was amazing. Even another day when we had a group lunch, he came and sat at my table specifically out of all the options. So I decided to take a leap and friend him on Facebook, which he accepted and then messaged me a few days later just about random stuff. For example, I was sick one day and couldn't come to internship, and so he told me he was disappointed because he was going to see if I could shadow him that day. So I'm starting to talk to him, only through Facebook, but don't know if he is actually interested in me or if he's just being friendly. And no, he is not considered my superior, but since I'm an intern, we are mainly co-workers. How can I tell if he is actually interested in me or if he is just being friendly since he saw I friended him on Facebook. He hasn't outwardly called me pretty or anything, like very telling, but he jokes around with me a lot, and when we talk, it's awesome. Any advice? I think, in all reality, I think you are on the, you're on the right path. Yeah. What's I think the... he's definitely flirting with you. He likes you. He's yeah. responding to you. And if it was just just a, a co-worker environment he has his life he wouldn't be so focused i don't think right off the bat what do you think what was the age gap again 10 i think like 10 years 23 and 32 the only thing that's weird not my favorite is in the additional info ideal outcome is understand if he actually is interested in me or if i'm just thinking that because i'm interested in him which i feel like everyone's guilty of in life where you build this whole story up and you're like oh they they must like me all these signs and then they're just being like a nice person. There's actually no interest. It happens sometimes. So, yeah. you know, yeah. Additional info. He has even made comments about how I'm his favorite intern and how he cries joke when I'm not there. We're in a gray area. That's flirty. Are we? Is it? It feels really flirty. The only thing I would say that's not the greatest is like the age gap and the fact that like despite you being coworkers, like, you're not. You're an intern. It's true. There is a power imbalance there. And I'd be curious to see if he acts like this with other interns that he finds attractive. But 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's it, it is interesting. He's definitely flirting, in my opinion, but I I definitely think it's a I little think, bit of a power imbalance. And, I think in I think in your opinion, it might be wrongful flirting that he shouldn't be flirting with you because because of the age difference and the work environment. I would agree with that. I think it's a little unprofessional on his part. Mm-hmm. I think because of that power imbalance, like it's not my favorite thing in the world. Um, but you know, that, that could just be the way you meet. But I, I personally, as someone who has done clinicals and internships like that, mm-hmm. I, I'm not a big fan of it. Yeah. But she's sending out these messages too. And I mean, it, she, it's she, a two-way street. she is definitely yeah. dropping the crumbs. I mean, yeah, I just, I think it would be, it's good. Like you made the connection, but I think like there's a certain level of like professionalism, like She's especially guilty. like say he gets mad and then your internship could potentially be affected because he retaliates. Like, I just think there's a lot there that. She shouldn't be going down that road. I think I would just keep, I would be on my toes. I would, you know, try to get through my internship and maintain a certain level of professionalism. And then if you guys want to keep connected after, I think that's a totally different story. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you're the vulnerable one in this. You're the intern. He is a full-time employee. You're easily out the door, whereas he has a contract. So how long do these internships typically last? Um, Depends on the program, what degree you're going for, um, things like that. Is this but, when you went away for six months you know, or you would do something like that? Yeah. You- like my longest was 16 weeks at a certain facility. Um, there also could be rules in this organization's employee handbook that you're not allowed to fraternize with interns and things like that. I know um, in my setting, we weren't allowed to um, fraternize with like the superiors. hot dogs. <laughs> Um, no. And I know like, especially when it comes to like patients, there is like a strict six month window where you cannot date a patient, but like, that's a different story here, but there are specific guidelines and like sometimes laws that watch for this stuff. So be sure you look, I would say you should be sure to go look for that. Yeah. Cover your ass. Like you're the vulnerable one in this. And like, the age gap, that's just a me thing. Like if you're comfortable with it and you don't feel pressured and the the power imbalance, like go for it after your internship is done. Yeah. I'd be curious what your interactions are like in person because the first sentence is a big one. I have a question about someone I'm possibly wanting to date. Like someone I want to date sounds like someone I want to get in a relationship mm-hmm. with. So let's imagine that she discovers that, you know, in their friendship, in the in their flirtatious process that they do that he wants to date is she smarter by saying you know something i'm an intern i don't know if it's in the handbook or not you have to go you know see if, if it's defined there but simply say my internship is over in another 3 months or tw- you know and i'm i'm i love our I, i'm really enjoying our friendship and if when I be, when I'm no longer an intern, and you still want to have you know lunch with me or go out, I would like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds great. And yeah. that way you didn't blow him off, but he understands that it's going to be time, and he's going to have to be professional. Why you are? Why you're the intern? And then once that's officially over, all bets are off. Yeah, yeah. You're just kind of walking a delicate line, and I would hate to see you jeopardize your hard work and potential future career. And you didn't blow him off. No. And you responsibly said, I do find you, you know, someone I'd like to go out with, but let's just right now, until we're through with this process, let's say, and that is really a a sign of maturity to be able to say, I can pull that off. Well, and like, I'm thinking about it now too. And like, I, I, maybe it's just like a server thing, but I remember being a server and there was this guy like that was also a server that I had a crush on. And he was so flirty with me. And then we happened to have a shift with like another girl and he was so flirty with her. And then I realized, no, he just does this with everyone. Like that's just his, his motto or like his prerogative. So yeah, you also like just feel it out, like feel it out, maintain the friendship. And then, you know, if he says, can I take you out? You can decide if you 
want to risk it for the biscuit or have the conversation like you I said? I would have the conversation. And by the way, you didn't you didn't trip on anything waiting this out just being a friend. Mm-hmm. It's right. it, this is a, this this play is absolutely a no lose situation for you. You think it's the long game, huh? This it is definitely the long the game. The long game. Yeah. I think that's smart that's, too because you can get to know someone better over that time. Absolutely. They really sure. suss it out. I'm, and you may find you like them and you may find I really don't like them. Yeah. Give me the it. And you didn't you didn't disclose anything at this point in time. You were just being friendly. Yeah. And and you were get, getting to know each other and with no no harm, no foul. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because there's like a certain set of relationships in life that are taboo. And one that I was like, this kind of made me think of as like a teacher student. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like college. I'm not talking high school because that that's a whole different bad thing. But take an adult teacher, adult student. That's still a taboo relationship. This to me fits more in that taboo side than it does in like, oh, they're both teachers like Jess and the British guy who came in and New Girl. So you were and then say- they dated, you know? That's less taboo. Yeah. That's more of like, okay, yeah, that's like coworkers at the same level versus like boss and intern or boss and secretary or yeah. just these weird, it's the power gap, it's the age gap, and it's just the little bit of like, let's just wait. Pump the brakes. Maybe this isn't one that you make the move. So so you would say that me having the hots for my eighth grade history teacher, that was not good. I mean, that's natural, but (laughs) acting on that's a whole different story. Yeah. I mean, if he looked like Mr. Goes in you. Mr. Goes in you? That was his name. Goes in you? That was literally his name. Did no one watch New Girl? I thought you meant you had a teacher named that. No. Oh, I thought she said that too. Yeah. No, you guys, you made the New Girl comment. And I'm like, yeah, his name was Mr. Goes in you. That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. I didn't, and, I didn't, and everyone, I never heard that. And then everyone was like, um, "Coach, one of the other characters was joking with her, and he was like, who? And she was like, goes in you, goes in me, like she slipped up. Oh God, why didn't I remember that? Oh my gosh, too funny. Anyway, okay, next one. What number are we at, guys? Mm. You should know. I do. What number are we going? Mm, seven. Quattro. I think it's five. It's four. It says four. You sure? I hope so. Okay, four. Hi, Jerry. Hi. Morgan and Justin. Hello. It feels surreal that I'm actually submitting a write-in to the podcast. I've listened from the beginning, and you have helped me with so much. I'm hoping you can help me again. I will try to keep this as brief as I can without leaving out too much detail. I'm a 26-year-old female that just got out of a bit of a situation. I have a best friend male, 26, and we have been friends since 2021. We've had some tough times in our friendship, but ultimately, he is my best friend. I would do anything for him, and he would do anything for me. We have supported each other through mental health struggles, the day-to-day life things, and so much more. Back in April or May of 2023, I started to question whether or not I had started to get romantic feelings for him. I pushed it away and told myself that we are just friends and that he probably didn't think of me in that way anyway. By July of 2023, I decided that I needed to at least tell him that I was having these thoughts because I was starting to feel slightly awkward when we would text, talk on the phone, or hang out. It turned out I didn't have to tell him. He came to me first and said that he was having similar feelings. After that, things moved quickly. Quicker than I would have liked, but I told myself to go with the flow. A little backstory, I hadn't dated anyone or been intimate with anyone in five years after leaving an abusive relationship. I was excited to feel the feelings that come with the new relationship, and I think that my best friend was too. He is one of those people that I truly believe is a part of my soul family, if you believe in that. I feel so comfortable and at peace when I'm around him. It felt like everything I had been hoping and waiting for in a partner. I have to admit, though, looking back now, something always felt a little off to me, almost like something was missing. 
Anyway, all of that to say we dated exclusively for two months and have decided to take a step back to see if we can just be friends again. He decided that at this moment in time, he prefers to be non-monogamous and I prefer monogamy, especially after the relationship was established as exclusive. We had also had sex a couple of times. I know that we both jumped into this and the excitement of the experience may have gotten the best of us. I know this logically, but it's the emotional mind that I can't get right. I've had thoughts like, is there something wrong with me? Or will I ever find a partner that wants the same things? Dating and the thought of having to go through this numerous times before I find my person is so daunting and it makes me want to remain guarded so that my heart doesn't get crushed. So my question, how do I help myself with the internal issues and thinking that I could have been better to prevent this from happening? How do I let go of someone that had many of the qualities that I want in a romantic partner, but just didn't end up being it? There was no hostility or anything terrible happening when we decided to take a step back. So I would like to remain his friend, but things do feel different now. If you think that every relationship we go into, and as we think that we found that person and we find out we don't, and if you think that it's bad, it is not bad. It's just a way we grow. So look at it that way. This was a growing experience. You, you found someone that you really thought you had everything with, and you found out that you, it wasn't the one you had everything with. That doesn't mean you won't. It just helps you identify what you're looking for for the next time, what's missing. It helps what I call the shit screen. You, you screen out the ones that you may have before thought were something was right about, but you already realize you're missing something else and you get rid of that relationship quicker to move on to the next one. So there is nothing bad here. And the fact that you're friends because you liked each other, that can, that can continue. Look, I'm friends with Carla, a, friend, a person who I was involved with, I dated, lived together, we realized it didn't, we were not our ultimates. When we broke up, she still lived in the house because she didn't have a place to go for a while. She finally then got involved with somebody. A uh, few people she dated during this period, but found someone that was special. And at the end of the day, I married them both together. I was their justice of the peace. And we're friends today, all of us. And it's healthy. Yep. There's nothing weird about it. There's, you don't, you don't even think about the past of the intimate side. You think about the fact that you guys have been friends and you've, you've been there to have each other's back. And if you need, need each other for something, we're friends, all of us. And it works very well. So that is the, what I call the, the healthy approach, the healthy relationship, the healthy uh, attitude to have towards this. So I wish you good luck and yes, be friends. Yeah, I definitely think you can get back to that friend zone. And it might not, you know, be instant. Like you guys were intimate. You were dating for two months. It's not going to be like, oh, yeah, we're, we're friends. Oh, my God, that never happened. It might take six months. It might take finding someone else. It, you know, it might take these these feelings to kind mm -hmm. of fade before you get that back. But it's not impossible. And I will say there's a line that I wanted to point out that was like um, something about dating and like if I have to do this again and again to find my person, I'm going to feel guarded or something like that. Mm -hmm. And that is just dating. Like it is like trying on shoes at Nordstrom Rack. You might be in the size seven aisle, but every single size seven is going to be so different. One might be too narrow. One might be too big. You're not going to know what shoe fits you unless you are being yourself. You can't wear compression socks. You can't go on a day you ate too much salt because your feet are going to be puffy. You just got to be you. And by being guarded, you wouldn't be being you and you would have a harder time finding your person. Mm -hmm. So just go into it open-minded and it's not easy dating. I mean, I went through a lot of frogs before finding Justin. And I was going to ask you, how many people total do you think you've dated in your life? Well, I, 
in elementary school, I you know, started learning to, to count. Okay. And I, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so learning didn't help you. Learning did not help me. Yeah. But I will tell you one thing. I never gave up hope. I always look at the experience of the persons that I'm, that I had dated to see what was right or wrong. And, you know, sometimes I look at the person that I was attracted to and say, it's the wrong person. Why am I attracted to the wrong person? Mm -hmm. And what is it about the, what is it about it that I am attracted to and see if I can find out, you know, in, through analyzing it, you know, how do I get the person that is not that person? Yeah. yeah. You know, what's funny is I actually just saw a video the other day talking about how if you have a lot of people in your life that are negative and pessimistic, you will actually, your mood and the way you view things will mm -hmm. become affected. Mm -hmm. And it, like, oh, that's so simple, right? It makes so much sense. But it was in the context of like having a friend that always comes to you and it's like, oh, this is the worst day. I have so many problems. And it's just like, that really can weigh on us. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's that's really interesting. Uh, just a little extra context on why they split. Okay. Uh, there are mental health issues such as anxiety, depression, and ADHD between the two of us. This is also a matter of sexuality. I am heterosexual, but he is bisexual, and I think that he feels he needs to continue being able to explore his sexuality and be with other people. I can't fault him for that. I respect that. Mm -hmm. I guess I just wish that he had taken the time to think about those possibilities prior to becoming exclusive and intimate with me. I wish that I had maybe asked those questions instead of assuming he would be okay with monogamy because I was 110% upfront and clear from the beginning about my desire for a monogamous relationship. Yeah. And so I think, you know, unlike a lot of stories we read, they split because they realized this isn't going to work for us, which mm -hmm. is totally fair. And that's, you know, kind of the side of dating that you were talking about is you kind of have to go through it. Shit like this happens. Yeah. Worse shit than this happens where you get cheated on and they just leave. And it's like, I thought we had something here, but it all and, and leads. You're, and you're left with a puff of smoke. Right. But it all leads to you getting to a point where you will find that right person. Yes. Because you will be able to sift through a lot easier Mm -hmm. Once you go through, it's kind of like as a parent sitting back and watching your kid either, you know, try to date people or make certain mistakes in life. You almost have to let them go through it just as you have to let yourself go through it because like Jerry's probably shit uh, screen is probably really strong after all his experience. So when I don't someone, know. Did, you see the <laughs> did you see the last one? But essentially, like you would, you would instantly be able to find red flags and things you don't like a lot quicker. Yes, uh, yeah, and absolutely. that will help you quick, you know, more quickly narrow down to that right person in the future. Well, and hearing that additional info, like I think a lot of this is like really starting to make sense. And there was one line in there where she was like, "What is it about me? Like, am I going to be enough? Like, you're already enough. This just wasn't your person." And it's like. He was so excited to get the chance to be with you. Like, no one's going to turn down a free brand new car. And not to say you're a car, but like, insert anything that like you put on a pedestal and you're obsessed with and in love with, like, and you get the opportunity, you're going to jump first and ask questions later. Yeah. So it probably took him a moment to be like, oh my God, wait, I wasn't necessarily ready. I still am kind of questioning things about my sexuality and wanting to explore more. But like, oh my God, I had this chance. And ah, uh, like, it's just the timing could be just not right. You, and You just don't know. And I think you just have to take it for the lesson you learn with it and yeah. go move on. And yeah, you'll do, find someone. Don't take it negative. I mean, if you feel, really had a friend there, enjoy the friendship. Yeah, and it's not, it's really, I don't think anything in this situation was, is you. It's and there not was on nothing, you. And there's no deceit. It's just the reality. Just wasn't a match right now. Yeah. Okay, now we can go to number five. Hi, Jerry and Co. I firstly want to say congratulations to you for gaining a son-in-law soon. I've been obsessed with Morgan and Justin's relationship since the podcast started, and it's been amazing to watch that grow. My write-in is about my boyfriend, 27 male, and my 26 female relationship. We have been dating for seven years, 
and I thought I was starting to get serious. He came out as bi last year, and this changed nothing for me. I'm bi myself, and we have started a bond over cute guys together. My problem lies with his best friend. Let's call him John. John is a douchebag and has always gone on my nerves. He gives the energy of one of these podcast mic guys you see on TikTok, and I've urged my boyfriend to distance himself from him. My boyfriend is reluctant because while he thinks he can be insensitive, they've known each other since they were babies and have always said he was more like family to him. Since my boyfriend publicly came out, John has constantly made the same weird jokes about the three of us having a threesome. At first, I thought it was weird, yes, inappropriate, yes, but not in any way serious. But lately, he has been going into specifics. He will describe in vivid detail what our threesome would look like, and I've had to tell him several times to stop. My boyfriend thinks it's John's way of accepting his sexuality and seems to be taking it because he feared he would be outwardly homophobic. I just think it's incredibly strange, and I'm not sure what to do. I love my boyfriend so much, but him being so close to John and allowing this behavior is making me question our relationship entirely. I would love if a third party with no bias could look at this situation and tell me what they think. I love you guys loads and keep making that quality content. Look, I may be way off base here, but I have a question. Do any of us have the, the thought that maybe John and the boyfriend are lovers from the past and it's just been in the closet? And It's a thought. She didn't, has not been aware and that they're trying to set it up for the threesome. Either that or John is using this as an excuse to sleep with our writer. He's always wanted to. And this is just his excuse. He's trying to kind of tokenize his right, friend's but, sexuality a little. Yeah, but the, but, but, but the boyfriend is not saying, John, cut the shit out. I think the boyfriend doesn't really have the strongest of spines and was so scared of losing his friend that yep. any non-negative homophobic reaction is a positive. I even totally though, feel like that's the case. Even though it's still negative and really derogatory towards her and disrespectful towards her, I think in his eyes, it's like, well, John is like embracing me. He wants to have a threesome with me. This is positive. Right. It's not, he's not even thinking about his partner at all. He's thinking that his best friend, who is like family, isn't shutting the door and closing him out. My thought. But, no, you know, I think her I, bringing that up makes it make a lot of sense for sure yeah yeah i don't know this is a tough one i i think this would give me pause in my relationship because bottom line is by your partner allowing john to disrespect you in this way your partner is also kind of disrespecting you yeah and you could take it out of the context of any of the sexuality any person out there who's in a relationship with another person mm-hmm when that person has certain friends that disrespect you directly and just kind of, you know, color the whole thing in a negative way, friends, family, a lot of those external factors surrounding a relationship can greatly affect your relationship. Absolutely. And so I think bottom line, you got to have, you got to try and talk to him to see if he can have that spine and not let this guy walk kind of all over him and disrespect you and see if he can make a change. Because then if he can't, then we kind of know what we're signing up for long term. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because so, it's not just about the sexuality. It's no, not about being it's bi. The it's the disrespect. It's pretty simply just you have a friend that's mean, not nice to me and kind of is just weird <laughs> yeah creepy in, yeah in fact can even be scary well and yeah. that's that's kind of the part i think it's getting to i mean him describing what he wants to do in vivid detail i know that, and is it like is he laughing the whole time or is he like dead serious staring like I, is he looking is chops? he getting off on it just <laughs> describing it to her like i probably it's very uncomfortable and it, it's I creepy would, yeah how would you move forward like if your boyfriend isn't willing to stand up for you, what would you do in I this think case? You, ha you have to get to the part realizing that this is not a safe place for you and a safe person to be with. Yeah. 
you, your partner has to have your back. Mm-hmm. I mean, the one thing, I mean, I, if you guys want to, you know, involve yourself in other relationships and polyamorous, you know, lifestyles, great, but you're doing it together. And this guy is letting someone in the door of your house that is not respecting you. And his number one thing is you're, you're his mate. You're the person he's going to live his life, you know, his, this life with. You got to make sure that it it works for you and that he's got your back and he will keep you safe. Right. Yeah. And there's a certain minimum of that I would expect in a relationship. Yeah. Right. If someone cat calls your partner, your partner shouldn't expect you to run up to that person and punch them in the face and make sure they never do that again. It's like, choose your battles. Right. Mm-hmm. But when you have one of your friends blatantly disrespecting your partner, that's different. That's where... Yeah, that's where you make a move and you say something to be like, yo, that's not cool. Like, this is my girlfriend. Like, what are you, why are we talking about this be, right be, now? Yeah, because you may know she may like a lifestyle doesn't mean she wants that lifestyle with to involve you. Period. 100%. And so it's just, it, you know, it, it crosses that line for sure. Absolutely. So you got to address it. Mm-hmm. Are you, not you, you have to have your boyfriend address it. Right. And then yeah, that kind of sets the stage for what we do next. Mm-hmm. We are going to say, have a great week and thanks for joining us. But we uh, don't want to let you think that we don't have a Patreon. So we got it. So come on, come on over, uh, subscribe and join Patreon. And- yeah. And on Patreon, you'll get access to a discount code for merch. <laughs> Look at that beautiful shirt. Yeah, but also we're going to have, we're going to, we are going to have FK. Oh, you're just, <laughs> let me have my moment. Let me have my moment. She's got her moment. So we will uh, see you on the other side of the, uh, the wall in our backyard called Patreon. Bye. And we'll see you also next week. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye.